Welcome to Buy My Telingual today. My name is Elizabeth Aitai and I'm your host. My guest today is a multifaceted soloist and a dedicated chamber music player who enjoys an international career. Her wide-ranging musical focuses include new and experimental music as well as electronic music, which she explores through performing, improvising, and composing. A passionate educator, she joined Butler University as a violin faculty in 2022. She previously taught at the conservatories in Toulon and Bordeaux, as well as at the École Normale de Musique in Paris. When she's not teaching or performing concerts, she splits her time between composing, painting, writing fiction, or hiking. Thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. With, uh, first, just um, telling me your name, country of origin, where you currently reside, the languages you speak, and then what's your native language. Okay, so my name is Melanie Clapiers. I, I'm originally from France. Um, I've lived for seven years in the States. I just moved to San Francisco from New York. Um, and uh, my, just, you know... Uh, Like language originally is French and I'm struggling <laughs> speaking English. <laughs> well, so your first language is French? Yeah. Second language, English. Yeah, I can say that. I mean, I, I, I learned some German at school. It was like actually the first uh, uh, foreign language I, I, I learned at school. But so first German, yeah. then English. Yeah, 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 then English. How is your uh, knowledge about German? I mean, we just say it always was a very interesting language for me and just like maybe easier for me to learn than English. Although there is nothing that remains from <laughs> this time I was studying German, but I don't know. I like the structure. I was like simply making sense and was maybe easier for me to pronounce. But yeah, so I have just like forgot, you know, everything about about it. But it can, it can come back. Yeah, know? maybe, yeah. So the structure of German was easier for you as a yeah, yeah. English. Yeah, some, I mean, somehow it doesn't mean that the structure is similar. It was just making sense, like there is a rule uh, into structure, you know, each sentence and just, just you follow the rule or you learn what does not, you know, just like what doesn't fit the rule, like all mm-hmm. the exceptions and, and things as well. Uh, and once you, you know, you do that, you can basically master German and just English is so different on this level. It's just, uh, I can't really grasp it. I can't really grasp the structure as much as in German. Oh, not really. I don't know. It's just, I feel it's much more intuitive somehow. Um, I've never had really a teacher telling me this should be the way a sentence is, you know, built. And I think it's because there is like a more oral content or at least it's just like the relation people have to the language more or maybe it's just like the explanation I give myself for not being <laughs> very good at it. <laughs> I, find, um, I find English very ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Many words have, they only reveal themselves from the context, but they can take on different meaning mm-hmm. depending on where we use it. Whereas in German, it's very clear. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a clear definition of what that They, yeah, no, definitely. That's mm-hmm. right. And I think it was where I was really struggling with at, at school. And I mean, still. And I, I think that all those like small, I don't know how you call that, like small particles that you add at the end of the, like up, you know, I just a verb can be totally transformed depending if it's saying out, up, or just like all these small ads that just change, transform the meaning of the sentence. And I was like, isn't it just like 
I, why would you say falling down? Like, because falling is like already, like, you know, down. <laughs> so all these things like that were just like bothering me so much. And, you know, you have one word for it in French and I guess you have probably one word for it in German. So why adding, you know, like <laughs> small things like that? You have in German also a word for falling down. Which okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. German and English are the same language family, so that might be the reason. Yeah. That well. There are two words. In, or like, yeah. Oh, it's, but you see what I mean? It's just like there yeah. are so many examples like that, or I never, like, I never think about adding these small, you know, particles mm -hmm. to. Thinking of both English and French, mm -hmm. which language do you feel comfortable with in terms of feeling home? Hmm. So I feel that I'm just like a point where If I could mix both languages, probably I would feel like at ease, <laughs> you know, more at home. I think it's really a mixture of both now. I don't feel that much comfortable with French when I have to speak French. And, and same for uh, English. I'm still interested, you know, looking for my words all the time. I think it's really a different relationship. It depends what you've built with each language. So, uh, for instance, all my uh, academic uh, research and things like is really in English. So somehow when I'm in, the, you know, Like a very specialized context. It's English that really comes first, and I, I would hate actually read books about a, a research topic uh, in French. Like it's much easier for me, much more fluid now to actually do that in English, which is strange. But mm -hmm. uh, and then I guess like all the vocabulary of emotion, I yeah, love, intuition, and things that is still very much French. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I started dreaming in English, and I feel that now I relate more to English on a daily basis. Do you yeah. remember? Do you remember the time when you dreamt first in English and how that felt? It was like I really, I mean, I I remember knowing that I had just dreamt in English. It was like, oh wow, <laughs> there is like some improvement there during the first year. I was actually I, I, I the first year I spent in the states. So seven, seven years ago, but it took, it took a while to just become really a habit. I think that at first I was like simply dreaming in English because my brain desperately, you know, needed to just really work on it all the time. So I was just like some kind of <laughs> training, you know, practicing overnight as well. So why do you feel uncomfortable speaking French? So I think it's simply because there are expressions that are more um how can i say that just uh, that convey more in english like depending what you want to say sometimes it's just like i don't know if it's like a matter of rhythm or or just a like a habit i i, I don't really know but it just like comes naturally more you know easily in in, in english now um so i'm actually just like i can't find my words sometimes in french to really express something i mean it's not really a good feeling It just like takes me a few days every time that I go back to just really become fluent again and I, having this beautiful French. I mean, I, it's also because French language has always been so important to me. And I've just, you know, got, like, I'm coming from a family where the use of French was like so important uh, to be extremely proper and, um, and subtle. And, um, so I think that my relation to it, it's also like very much, I'm um, built by a lot of 
great readings and um and i has been really well structured over the years and now just you know when i i just can't find a word or an expression or something i react very strongly <laughs> and i'm just like not very like obviously i'm just like unhappy about myself and ability to really express properly something but at the same time i feel it's like really interesting when you change country and language i mean you you develop another kind of personality it's it's strange. I don't know why. It's simply because maybe I'm just like using also primarily be using uh, English language for studies. So maybe it's just, you know, something that I built, but like myself <laughs> in this direction. But I don't really know. I think that um it just implies new uh, behaviors, new way to relate to each other. A new way of communicating about things, and and therefore it just like really has a strong impact on the person you are, and you're just you know, or the person you're moving towards, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in your life. Um, and so sometimes I feel there is a disconnection, and it's like difficult to switch from one country to another. Where would you say that that disconnection happened? Huh, that's a really good question. I just like don't really know how to answer that exactly, exactly, but um. It's just like the way to relate to other people that is drastically different. And even though I'm just like the same person with the same wishes to just like communicate, you know, something very specific to me. And that's would be just <laughs> anywhere in the world. I would think. But just like the way I have to connect to the other people implies uh, an emotional change that it's just, you know, sometimes it's like, it's just weird. You feel that you are another person or the way that I connect to my parents has been evolving so much, for instance, uh, over the past few years. And I don't think they really understand it. And at the same time, I'm just like doing my best to <laughs> accommodate their way of just, you know, connecting mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Sorry, what do you say yeah. don't they understand? I think it's, um well, there's also it's just a matter of culture, I, I would say. So probably um, what I convey is slightly different that obviously 10 years ago and I think but it's it's thank god it's probably the same for everyone who just like simply like age <laughs> ages. I think I for instance at dinner table everyone is gonna talk over each other's you know like voice and just like it's gonna be like a fight uh, of discussion of ideas of you know uh concepts and mm-hmm. and um and you really need to be part of the battle if not, you're just, you know, <laughs> left on the side and no one is going to ever listen to you. Um, so sometimes it's difficult for me to catch up because English speakers, I mean, just like American people, like with whom I've been, you know, hanging out for uh, all these past few years are so different, like deal with conversation and topics also what, you know, they're talking about. It's just like also so different at, at a dinner table and there is much more openness and, um, and also, I would say you need to just stay nice, courteous, which is not at all <laughs> what, you know, you would do at a French, uh, French table, for instance. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's interesting. It's the same in Eastern Europe. It's very lively. Yeah. Or is it? Lively uh, is the word. I remember the first time I actually came, I was at a hotel to, I uh, take the audition to the university and, I sat in this hotel, like turn on the the, the TV, and I, there was a political debate, and I could not believe what I was seeing because people were actually not, you know, yelling at each other. They were respecting each other's like like time of of of, of speech, and 
in France, it would never have been possible. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's much more messy. So it's, uh, it was funny. I was like, oh, wow. This is just like a, a, a real new thing. But now when I go back to France, I think that I'm more used to respect and just, you know, have some space to express myself here. And uh, so it's like difficult for me to just uh, fight, you know, and just go back to this uh, liveliness, as you said. <laughs> so your perspective has changed. Yeah, it has changed. More the yeah. American the space yeah. within communication. I feel it's changed something. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. How much do you um, connect language to cultural belonging? Okay, maybe I'm wrong because I'm still discovering what is uh, people's relation to language here. But I, I, I think that French language is taught so precisely at school from the beginning. And there is, it's so tied to, bound to this amazing culture, like literary culture. And there is culture of theater, culture of art in general, but like specifically for language, I, I feel we've just been raised really learning how to speak a perfect French or at least just like, you know, trying to do so. Um, so we talk about grammar very early on for instance and i feel it also it really affects the way people express themselves now um for instance when i go to paris i'm always very um amazed by the way people use their language and there is something that seems to me a little less fluid and what I experienced, what I experienced in the States, just like a, a mastery of, of the language. Everyone speaks in a very refined way. It's almost too much to me. So, but it's, uh, it's interesting. It's just like, I feel it really conveys more than simply uh, expressing yourself. It's like expressing yourself through many layers of culture and giving really imp- like some importance to what, you know, l- language conveys on a like further level uh, i don't know if it makes sense but i i feel it's a very noticeable point to me every time i go back i feel there is just this will of respecting the language as really something uh, part of the french heritage heritage it's not everyone but i would i would say probably in all the middle high class of like in, in paris for instance like people like, speak very very subtle kind of French um it's almost a written a written kind of you know use of the of the long language there would be just almost no difference between the book and people speaking mm-hmm. that's beautiful yeah so you have books walking around in France yeah <laughs> more or less if you compare that now to your experience in the US mm-hmm. and the English what are your thoughts on that well, I mean, the relation between uh, written English and, and spoken English is just like so drastically different. And it was just like, it was so, dif- so, so difficult for me at first because I had mostly learned English from books. I was able to you know, just like understand English and I just, you know, pretty well. But when I ar- arrived uh, at the university over there, it was just like I could not understand a single word what people were saying to me and also because they use so many colloquials that you never hear about before so people were hey what's up and I was like I what's up I uh, what <laughs> what's up is the sky I don't really know. <laughs> you know and I had just like no clue what these people were just like you know telling me but I go so it was like, it was very funny at first, just being, I mean, it was actually not really funny, but I felt like really, really, really lost. And I, 
it seems to me that English is really a moving language and people always tend to adjust or so they're speaking to, to yours or just like being much more flexible. It's so interesting. Every time I, ha I ask people to correct me and help me with just my sentences, just what I want to say. And people never really give me a, an answer. They have to think before saying, oh, actually that would be more proper or this is a better way of saying it. So it just like, I think it just like shows that there is much more flexibility because they're just not really thinking that your English is bad. They're just like trying to connect to what you're saying, whatever. Uh, the form of the structure it, it takes. At the same time, they don't really understand my accent. So that's more what the problem is <laughs> about. Yeah, I, I feel that is, there is much, much more flexibility than in France. It's when a French person is going to just, you know, correct you right away if you don't speak French <laughs> mm. <laughs> properly or, and here, uh, well, it's also a matter of culture. People are very respectful. Uh, I mean, they feel that maybe they should not, you know, uh, correct you because it would be not polite. But but I think it it conveys more than that. I feel it just like conveys that language is actually really something you can play with. And it's alive. It's really alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I have to circle back to the previous question. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel the rhythm of the languages, French and English? And how, if, does the rhythm affect your body? Because you said previously that um, you take an almost like a different personality when mm -hmm. you speak English. Um, yes, where is the role of the rhythm in it? Um, so that's such an interesting question. I think that if I knew how to answer it properly, maybe I, my accent in general would improve as well. <laughs> uh, but... Um, I've always thought um, there is a, a like so much more accent, like rhythmic accent in in English than there is in French. I would say French really evolves like over time, and it's just a fluid pacing. Uh, we don't really push on syllables that much. There is no stress on you know like specific stress on on on, on syllables. Yeah. It's just like it, tendencies were just maybe just fall more towards the end of the word. Um, but I'm in English, it's like very, it's, it's, it's so different. Just a lot of stress on the first, I'm on, on the first syllable. I'm, and, and, and sometimes it's just like so beautiful depending on the areas in, in the US, like you get a very, very strong rhythmical sense. Um, And you could put it in, 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 into music, right? Just sometimes yeah. like, wow, this is just amazing. And, uh, I, and you feel, yeah, there is a real pulse, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. within it. So, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I, I personally, um, think the same that each language has a different rhythm that impacts your body because, because mm -hmm. you're using the rhythm. Mm -hmm. I never, I speak French, but I never thought about it. And it's true that it's very, not monotonous but yeah you don't have peaks you don't really have peaks maybe that's why you have so many revolutions <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> well, french people are known for you know not fearing revolutions yeah yeah clearly not it's just a hypothesis mm -hmm. because of the balance of the language or, or the, the expression which is vocal mm -hmm. you need a different outlet for the anger and everything mm, that's interesting Then through the voice on a daily level, whereas mm -hmm. English or even German or Hungarian or 
Yeah, like it has a lot of out, output. You can yeah, that's right. It's really a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe. <laughs> It's an interesting, <laughs> interesting should, topic. Yeah, we can pass it on to scientists. <laughs> um, next question: Would you? How how do you find um, a migrant? And like to question one: What is a migrant? And Would you describe yourself as one? Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> well, it's such an interesting and like deep question. <laughs> But let's say, let's say, a migrant. I'm like to me, a successful. Let's say, I'm migration would be when you, I. You really get a sense of of the culture, and you just start belonging to this this culture, and and yourself can add, um, just like elements of my culture from where you actually come come from. Um, um. So I, I I don't know. It's 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 why I just really I if I talk about myself and <clears throat> my own way of relating to this country, um. Obviously, I feel I'm always bringing some friend, Frenchness <laughs> with me. I'm carrying it all around. Um, but at the same time, I, I want to embrace what is around me. And even if it's diversity, it's just like, you know, like this is <laughs> the country of diversity mm -hmm. or uh, supposed to be at least uh, and uh, openness. I'm say, um, obviously it's just like a, a, a very, large territory to cover and explore which is like fascinating but um if i was going to like a smaller country i think that i would feel successful if i was really becoming one of the people over there and just maybe bringing with me all i what is about creativity imagination and that belongs very much to the french uh, culture and, and roots and where i simply come from and mm -hmm. my family Uh, you can't really get rid of all of that. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Speaking of mm -hmm. imagination, mm -hmm. um, when you think of memory, how um, how does memory work um, for you? In which language do you, can you recall either text or events in your life? Hmm. It's difficult to think about it right now, but it was interesting. I had to actually do, we did like a, a, some kind of exercise I know sharing your hall uh, with all the musicians around last week, and um, we were all asked a, a specific question and different question from each other. Um, and mine was about memory. What you know? Tell us what your best memory uh, is. And um, and I had to express it in English for the first time, actually, because it's like a very uh, dear uh, memory I have from just uh, meeting a, a violinist when I was a little kid and I had to actually express it in English and it was interesting because probably I would have instinctively expressed it in French at first but trying to find my words in English to uh, translate it also just like brought a new light to it I feel that depending on the language there are some concepts or ideas that are actually more beautiful or more like beautifully expressed some things are enlightened more than others i'm also maybe simply because of my ability to speak the language that just like you know not yeah, ex extremely large yet but it's so it was like interesting to find my ways into something very emotional 
and through language. But to answer your question, therefore, I think that naturally I would have actually related it like to it in, in, French. in French. Yeah, initially. Would you welcome a monolinguistic world? Huh, that's, uh, yeah, I've thought many times about that. Uh, but recently I was just, maybe I actually could start uh, writing songs in a language that, you know, picks from here and there, depending on the color I want to get, what I want to convey, that it's just like sometimes more efficient in one language or another. I think it's like an idealistic, it's almost like it's more an artistic, yeah. you know, uh, concept than something that um, I find socially interesting. I mean, I, I understand the concept and I feel, yeah, maybe it's just, you know, a way of unifying uh, people more or just, but at the same time, I like different, the differences of cultures. I think it's such a, it's to be treasured. And I, I'm just saying, you know, like hundred yeah. percent for, for contrasts, uh, differences and I, and just right. like three varieties and trying to actually learn to understand the other, you know, the other one better, even if you don't share that. And I think that you always share something else, you know, language is not everything. Mm-hmm. So, so always like an interesting, <laughs> interesting <Yes>. idea. <laughs> you have a nice last word. <laughs> <laughs> To learn more about Melanie's musical work, please visit her website at melanieclapier.com. Thank you very much for tuning in today again. This is the last episode of 2022 and I look forward to many more to come. Until next time, be well.